This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Flamingo Pools, your go-to maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Stop wasting your valuable time trying to take care of your pool and let the professionals at Flamingo Pools take care of it for you. Visit azflamingopools.com for a free quote today. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast. East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers Podcast. Ridge and I are super excited to be here with Mark Spangenberg, right? Mike Spangenberg. Spangenberg, <laughs> all right, <laughs> uh, with State 48, so uh, pretty big, pretty popular brand here in Arizona, so like I said, super excited to have him on the show, um, kind of get to hear his story, um, as well as any tips and advice he has for us. So Mike, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course, thank you, appreciate awesome. it. Um, yeah, kind of before we jump into things, why don't you just give us a quick background on your life kind of before you got into to the business world and yeah. kind of what led you to there yeah so i was born and raised in chandler east valley and you know i spent <clears throat> 15 years in the hotel industry okay um i remember when i was 15 the legal day i could work i wanted to work right so i oh, always wow. grew up kind of playing sports but i always loved business so um spent again a lot of time in the hotel industry but during that time like as a little kid i've always wanted to create something of my own i always yeah. loved apparel and you know during that time in the hotel industry i was really always trying to create a, a clothing brand name and something that really made sense and throughout that time you know i was writing down names for uh a brand that never really made sense and you know was living with my uh ex-business partner at the time and mm-hmm. and he he came up with the name and we kind of just went for it but yeah. i mean that the whole idea behind it was that nothing out here was representing Arizona in like a positive fashionable way. Um, you know, back then it was the three for 10 Walgreens shirts that drove me crazy. (laughs) And it was just like, you know, again, I've always loved clothes, you know, back going back to school, you know, back to school shopping was probably my favorite subject in school. (laughs) Um, I was, I was, was always looking forward to that, but so we, we definitely had a problem to solve. You know, we would go to Cardinal games at Sun Devil stadium being big sports fans. And it was just like, why don't we have more people representing our, our, our state, you know, yeah. and, and our sports teams. And it was just because so many people are from other places, which is beautiful, but like now it's so cool to see people actually, you know, grow up in Arizona and start yeah. kind of that local movement. For um, sure. So that's kind of like, you know, quick background of like okay. who I am, what spent, you know, a lot of time in the hospitality industry, love customer service, love mm-hmm. people, um, but wanted to create something of my own. So we went for it, and here we are, seven plus years later. Nice. Did you go to any uh, college, any schooling? Yeah, so school? I did a couple of years, uh, mainly or at Scottsdale Community College, okay. but it was through NEU on the hotel restaurant management side. But I always kind of w- went to school part time, mm-hmm. um, just because I was always working full time. I always loved work. I'd, you know, moved my way up to be, or worked my way up to become a GM in the hotel industry. So, oh. you know, work was always uh, fun and and you know, I learned so much. So, um, you know, I appreciate school, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, a passion of mine to, right. to complete. So, okay. Did you really enjoy your time in the hotel industry? Yeah, I did. Uh, I learned, a, I learned a ton. You work with such a diverse group of people. Um, you really get to learn how to manage people and, um, just it's, it's an industry that you have to love because you, you know, anyone in the restaurant hospitality industry you're dealing with a lot of you know different personalities and and custom and guests that are you know traveling all the time it might be upset and take your you know take their frustrations out on you and it's not something you could ever take personal so we learned a ton um learned a a lot in the business side of things you know p l's and and operate in operations and all that good stuff and sales so um definitely enjoyed enjoyed it and and have a, a a incredible amount of relationships still today that um, from the hotel industry. That's cool. How'd you get into it? So my mom was in the hotel industry, so she has an incredible work ethic and, you know, growing up and watching her work, you know, 12, 14 hour days. And again, I've always just wanted to work and make my own money. So, um, my stepdad was working at a hotel in Chandler, um, right across the street from the Chandler mall. And I just started off cleaning dishes and, and then working on the weekends and, um, cleaning up breakfast, you know? So, 
and then work my way up to front desk and then just kind of work my way up. So that was my in is because we had a connection. Okay. In the was hotel it industry. hard to, to leave that industry and the safety that came with that? Yeah, it was definitely scary at the time that I left. I mean, I was, you know, an operations manager at a Homewood Suites in here in Chandler and have a, I mean, everyone that we were work, I worked with was like family and, you know, was, we had a, we were one of the best hotels in Arizona and, yeah. you know, award a winning hotel and, and we have great customer service, great team. And, you know, you have great benefits and you have your pay and, right. and all that. So it was definitely scary to make that leap, but mm-hmm. I'm uh, so grateful. I, I went for it and um, we, we, we did it the right way. We staggered it, you know, Stefan went full time, then then Nick went full time, then I went full time okay. last. So, and then we were able to, you know, you know, create or add more people to the team and, um, but yeah, it was definitely scary, but it's, it's the most rewarding feeling ever. Um, and, and the more you invest in yourself, the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah, definitely. So there were three of you starting off. How did that kind of like come together? Yeah. So Stefan and I um, grew up together. Like my dad was our T-ball coach. Never thought we'd have been business together. We were working together in the hotel, yeah. um, hotel industry. And, um, Nick is, uh, Stefan's younger brother, self-taught okay. graphic designer. So Again, like Steph, when Steph and I were living together, he knew what I was trying to do, and um, obviously I had an idea, a concept, but I, I never really, you know, landed on a name. Yeah. And Stefan was the one who, who who said State 48 one day when, you know, he came out brushing his teeth, and I was sitting at my desk, and it was like the aha moment where I was like, "Yep, that's the, that's the perfect name. Let's go." And then had his brother, you know, create our our main logo today, and then we just kind of went for it. So. Definitely a very interesting dynamic, um, having, working with friends and brother, you know, both of them being brothers and, um, Stefan, um, has since recently, um, he's no longer part, he's still part of the company, but I actually purchased his shares. So, um, so it was a good thing that he wanted to do. And so it it, it ended ended really well, but he's still part of the business and Nick's still in the business. Um, so we, uh, that's kind of how it all came together, but we definitely had some, some challenging times along the way just Uh because, you know, three guys and you have three different personalities and interests and, you know, or, you know, could be all stubborn in some way. Uh So, um, but the the more we matured and the more, you know, we grew into the business, you realize, um, how to, how to, how to manage that. So, um, what else went into like just starting the business? You mentioned the logo, but I mean, in terms of, you know, how much product did you have to get to start off with? How did you research? How much you would need? How many designs did you create and how yeah. did you do all that yeah that's a good question um so we obviously once we create a logo we had to submit for a trademark and i highly suggest and, and recommend for anyone starting a business like that's one of the most important things like okay. get your legal stuff out of the way because now i mean you see it there's state 48 companies all over the place and like there if are, they're huh? if they're infringing on our rights like we're constantly spending money with our attorney to police our mark and that's not to be bad guys but it's like you know, we spent a lot of time and energy yeah, in yeah. that first company to create State 48. And um, you just have to make sure you police your marks. So there's a lot of, you don't want to spend time doing something and not have it protected, right? So mm-hmm. that was our, our first thing we did is we submitted for a trademark, which is a long, it was a long process. I don't know about now, but I mean, I remember it taking almost a year to really? complete. So, um, so did you wait and wait to release until that trademark? Yeah, so obviously finalized? we were working on it and but we wanted to do it the right way in March of 2013 is when we were officially, you know, you know, able to, or officially trademarked. Right. Yeah. So then we, you know, we were selling, we had a couple runs of shirts that we, we went through a buddy of mine who did screen printing and, uh, we literally just did our, our main logo in a bunch of different color combinations. Probably got a couple hundred shirts and our first two orders, we would just sell out of our house and online and at, you know, trunk shows and first Fridays and like anywhere that would allow us to, to sell. We, that's what we do. We, we hustle. Uh, we were working again, full-time jobs first couple of yeah. years and we just hustle. So you got to love what you do. Um, otherwise it's not going to work out. So yeah, we just, um, sold those out really quick and then we figured out how to print shirts on our own to save money and, and sustain the business. So, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of like the first, um, first thing that we did was just create our main for a long time we just offered our main logo in a bunch of different color combinations because okay. that was important for us to get the, the logo yeah, out there yeah, and, the and really um and that's still what people love most today we try to be um creative and, and come up with different designs even one i'm wearing, say, wearing is that, one today. Right that is one and, and so if it's not like heavy state 48 at least our logos on the back but 
people just absolutely love our main logo. So we don't hide from that and we don't, you know, go away from that. And so many people will be like, that's all you do is your main logo. Well, that's what people want and that's what people buy. (laughs) So I think that's what you have to always, um, understand too. It's not about what you want. It's about what your customers want. So, um, that's kind of like a little bit of the journey. And then again, we just kept growing and growing and working out of, we were working out of our, our spare bedroom and just kind of, then we, you know, got an office and then yeah. now so it's uh just kind of a journey to mm-hmm. to look back on now that's cool at what point did everyone feel like okay we can step away from our full-time jobs and yeah so stefan um stefan was the first person to go full-time again it was kind of based on everyone's where everyone was at on the career side whereas stefan had more flexibility again we were working together at the hotel so he went full-time first then nick went full-time and then i went full-time so um I'm so glad we did it that way. I know you hear a lot of podcasts or a lot of people talk about like, just go for it, just go for it. Yeah. Well, that sounds great, but it's not the reality. You know, we, we started this company with $1,500 investment and, you know, today we've sold over $5 million in t-shirts and hats. So um, anyone could do it. They put their mind to, but, um, what my point of that is that, you know, you, you can't, you, you're not just going to have all this money flowing in. Like you have to be smart about Mm -hmm. it. So, you have to start somewhere and, and that's what was, you know, every time was scary, you know, even Stefan going full time, investing into that. Yeah. I mean, the first two years we didn't take a dollar out of the business and so that was important. So, um, so yeah, we were, we just looked at where we're at, where we were at financially. Um, and, and, you know, kind of made a leap of faith every time and then always worked out. Yeah. So. So you did go for something, but you didn't just go like all in yeah. blindly. Without. Yeah, of course. You, you you eventually have to go for it in some <laughs> way, but you, it, it could be in a strategic way. Right. It could be oh, in, yeah, in, a, in a intelligent way. And again, you, you just never know. And, and um, But if you just sat back and waited for the most comfortable time to go for it or that, I mean, that's probably not going to, you know, that's probably not going to be the way you, right, you right. want to go. So um, that's how we did it at least. And that worked out. Yeah. So do you feel like you guys had some immediate success right when you started or was it hard to get get the order? Yeah, I mean, when you look back at it, you, man, you, like, you, it's important just to celebrate the, the small wins mm-hmm. along along the journey, right? Like, you know, you go from not selling any shirts to selling, you know, a bunch of shirts, uh, and you're selling 100 shirts at an event. And then you, you know, have a go from, you know, doing a or having a couple online orders come in. Then you have 200 come in, you know, yeah. so it's like you go from you just kind of have to celebrate those small wins as, as you go and just make sure you keep, you know, improving and growing. And that's yeah. what we, that's what I've been most proud of is we've grown year over year, every year. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be from zero to 60. Like most people think the entrepreneur mm-hmm. life is, is not the, the sexiest life. Everyone <laughs> it makes it out to be, right. and it's, you know, you, you better, you sat, you better be able to sacrifice a lot. You better, better have a passion of what you're doing because, if you don't, it, it's, you're going to quit because it's, it's so much hard work. It's so hard, a lot of hard work today. And it's even more scarier today when you, you know, have a team now and, and they rely on you and, 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 and that's what everyone's livelihoods is, is about. Like uh-huh. that's even more pressure yeah. to do, to do that much more. So there's always that pressure and you got to own it and you gotta, you gotta love it really. Mm-hmm. Did you ever consider quitting even though you had a passion for it? <sighs> I honestly, I get that question. I never have really. I mean, you might, ask Nick or Stefan, they might have a different answer. Um, but I've always known, like, as a, even before we started, like I was not to be corny, but I was destined to, destined to be on this planet for a reason. And that's, you know, a lot of what we do is, you know, sell products, but we also make a difference in the community and yeah. that's, you know, collaborations and, you know, we're, we're creating a foundation now. So we're really trying to create a corporation and be that recognized brand of Arizona. So I've always like, this is like my calling in life, man. I love clothes. I love people. I love Arizona. Like it's the perfect, you know, fit, you know, so love, you know, leading a team and, and it's, it's, this is, this is me for sure. So I have never wanted to quit, but I'd be lying if I said there's a lot, there's a lot of like times at the beginning where you're wondering, man, is this going to work or, you know, or not even like you have the faith in that, but it's more of like, man, I can't even imagine working full time. That's going to be so cool. And then you go there and you're like, okay, well, what's next? And right. where's the next couple of people we can bring on and, um, to grow the team. So there's always, there's always something. So what, what was kind of like your why to get through those hard times? Was it to make that brand that you've always wanted to make? Or was there something else pushing you to that? 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, the, the why is, again, starts back with the mission of, like, I mean, our brand message is clothing for all inspired by Arizona, and that's, you know, it needs to be more, you know, emphasized more than ever nowadays, right? Like, we just want to, we just want to show love through products, and, like, that was missing in Arizona, and there was no, you know, cool brand, and, um, and, and we still have a lot of work to do, but, like, that's why my my bigger purpose and my bigger mission is just to continue to make an impact in their community and that's not just saying that like we do really do a lot for our community whether it's collaborations or community impact events again we're starting a foundation like it's so much more than selling t-shirts and hats so that's where um um i know why would always keep pushing through and people liked it you know you'd always hear the the, the good feedback and it was just kept growing and growing so that motivates you that even that much more so a little while ago you talked a bit about not taking a dollar out of the company for the first couple of years what what was like your motivating factor in that and how you think that benefited yeah it's just the, re- the reality we hadn't had no money to to we couldn't afford to pay ourselves you know and i think one thing that we've done a really good job about and i'm so grateful for our team is like you know connections and relationships are everything right so we started we can't you can't even with three of us that's that's almost impossible to create a brand around so you 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 leverage and you bring on people that share the same passion for Mm -hmm. example you know my brother's ex-girlfriend you know leads up our p our pr efforts at the beginning when she started i mean she's not never was making the money it was just more side money right so our our photographer videographer is it was friends our, our, our website developer friend from you know elementary school so like <laughs> you have to utilize those resources but they also better believe in in the brand or yeah. in what they're doing and and it works out well starting any hustle is that you know find passionate people that are good at something but maybe they're just looking for some side money right that you can afford to do but i mean exactly. to answer your question those first couple of years like that every dollar needed to go back into the business so people that um, you know, I always, I always laugh to myself and, and find it funny that, you know, when pe- people think that, oh, I can't believe, you know, some, you know, feedbacks, like, can we, you, you sell shirts for 30 bucks and it's like, there's cost, there's so much cost involved with t-shirt. The there's involved, a, like, huh? you know, we, we spend, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year easy just on blank t-shirts. So it's like, you know, and then in addition to that, there's labor costs, there's packaging, there's marketing, you yeah. know, ads you see, like. There's so much that goes in and in, mm-hmm. into, you know, cost of goods into any business. So like, yes, it might seem like, which I personally don't feel twenty five to thirty dollars is a unreasonable right, t-shirt, yeah. especially if it's a good quality that can use for for sure for you can have for years. Um, but there's just so much that goes in into that, and you need every dollar to sustain a business. You need to pay for attorney fees, cost of goods, labor, rent, utilities. Like it. it running a business is very very expensive and it can be so um that's why it's so important to be disciplined and um not take the you know you can't take the salary you want for a while you know (laughs) until you get to a you know comfortable place and even then you have to make sure you're smart about it so that's why it's just more of like you're forced to i mean again we didn't bring on any investors we like i said we invested 1500 dollars total and we just we never reinvested. We just kept, you know, reinvesting. We personally never reinvested. The we money just kept reinvesting the money back. back into the business. So, um, you know, partnership fees, you know, working with the Diamondbacks, like there's all, so much on behind the scenes that goes into running a business um, on, on our, um, specifically talking about us. So you, you need every single dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, people say that apparel is like so saturated one of the hardest businesses to start would mm-hmm. you agree with that or do you think it's just a mindset thing and just finding the right like, yeah i totally niche? i totally agree with that and i think that's why it's so important to have a niche right and yeah. for us we solve the problem i think any you hear that all the time if you're going to start any type of business like what problem are you solving what makes you different than everyone yeah. else well back then there was no company out here representing arizona right in a cool positive way so thankfully you know we started at the time we started at um, and now it's so cool to see the local movement become even stronger because more and more people are from here. You yeah. know, I always, uh, drives me crazy when you, when, when outside, um, you know, people outside of Arizona, you know, give Arizona sports a bad rap and say like, Oh, you know, we're uh, fair weather fans. And I, well, first of all, a lot of, you know, people that live here are from other places. 
Um, and that says a lot about Arizona because they're like, I'm tired of where I was living. I want to live in AZ, right? Mm-hmm. But also, we haven't had generations grow up in right. Arizona. Not a lot. You know, you can't compare Diamondback fans to Yankee fans. Like, you can, <laughs> like, I'm just as passionate as any Yankee fan for the Diamondbacks. But, like, now now you have people like myself growing up here, and that's all we know is Arizona right. sports. Like, think about how that's going to be 20 years from now, 40 years, of, yeah. 40 years now. Like, it's just we were kind of behind on the eight ball because we were all so new. Arizona was so new. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's like now, I mean, it's a prime example of how many state 48 companies you see now, right? So yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited for the, for the future. And, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, you got to solve a problem. You got to like, and my, I, I've known, you know, a couple different people that have started something, even have like, you know, large followings on social media, but they don't realize like, and it's no disrespect to them, but they realize like, man, this is, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a lot that goes into it. It's not just one, a one person show or three person show. Like you need a, you need an army to really build it. And like people, people support us and what overall amount of feedback we hear is yes, it's a good quality tea, but like people support us because they know our mission. Right. Yeah. And they, they know it's, it's so much more than just selling t-shirts and hats. It's selling Arizona pride. So mm-hmm. like, that goes a long way and what we do in the community goes a long way. So, um, you definitely got to have a niche and solve a problem because yeah. it's, it's not easy. Anyone can make cool designs, right? but you got to get it out to people and they got to have a, you got to build a community. So. For sure. Um, talk to us a bit about, you know, the quality and the products that you use. Did it take a long time to figure out, you know, what shirts, what hats you were going to use? What was that process like? Yeah, that's always ongoing, but um, from the get-go, it was always very important to me to use a blended um, T-shirt, not 100%. I mean, there actually are some 100% cotton T-shirts we use, but with a with a nice blank. Um, but at the beginning, like, we didn't want it to be a, a shirt that, you know, shrink two sizes, <laughs> and we didn't want it to be um, – we wanted it to be something you want to wear over and over again, yeah. right? So. And at the beginning, and we're always improving our quality. We're always thinking of new ideas and offering new products. I mean, for the few first several years, we would, I don't know if you're familiar with a transfer. Essentially, it's a screen print, but you have to press it on. Uh-huh. It's not as good as quality, but that's what we needed to do because um, to save, you know, not having, you know, thousands of dollars of inventory of screen print products, right. we would print shirts on demand. So that's one thing that we improved on, but it was important for us to get the, the brand out there. And, um, I would say, you know, we're constantly just striving. I mean, we just had two different hat vendors come by this week and working on patches and, you know, we're eventually talking about cut and sew and we're, we're just, we just, op- you know, oh. imp- you know, uh, launch some new leggings. So like, we're always working on our product line, but the core of our, our business is always t-shirts and hats. Mm-hmm. And we've pretty much used the same blank of t-shirt for since day one, because yeah. that's what people love. And it's just a good quality blend of <coughs> cotton and polyester and, um, a light tea for, for Arizona. So, but yeah, we're always striving to be better and, and we're always looking to implement new, new ideas. Nice. You mentioned like the heat transfer and the screen print. I know there's that and then like direct to garment as well. Can you yep. talk about the pros and cons of different? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the pros for heat transfer, which I'll always be a, a big fan of. And we still, we, we still utilize for, you know, a couple smaller prints is that, you know, you could buy them at a very, if you're buying enough bulk, you could buy them at a very, a very affordable price. Yeah. Right. And then once an order comes in, how we had it set up is we, um, an order would come in on our website. We buy the blanks locally. We get the blank the next day or even the same day we print the shirt and mail it out. So logistically it worked out well for us. And then we were making sure we were saving every dollar we could. Yeah. As we transition, as we grown, now we have thousands of dollars of inventory of screen print sitting in based off of ordering history. And right. you know, that's, that's the challenge is, is that kind of inventory management system is now, you know, you're, you're, you're ordering that before you have orders. Right. So, um, guessing on sizes and all that kind of stuff, but screen printing, I'm a huge fan of screen prints. Always, you know, the best quality is going to last forever. Um, and then direct to garment. We, we actually are running, um, a cliff Kingsbury shirt. Um, and it's a photo realistic shirt. So, um, we are using a direct to garment for that. And that the, the, the benefit of that is that you can, literally take a photo of whatever you want and that's going to transfer over to yeah. it's a very expensive machine it's not something we own but 
So again, that was um, again heat transfers. Screen print is what we major what we do mostly, but um, the directed garment is something we're we're uh, we're utilizing now through this new shirt. No, so how we we have a heat transfer machine. Uh, we do that in house, but so we have a great relationship and exclusive partnership with our screen printer, who's literally right next door. Oh, nice. um, so we're they're like an extension of our team. Uh, big picture, you know, we want to have kind of everything under the one under one roof, but yeah. we want to focus on what we do well, and you know, that's the marketing, that's the business side of things. Why it works out well is that we order our blanks, we drop them off to our screen printer. Here you go, you do what you do well. And then we'll walk next door to pick them up, right? And then we have inventory. So um, that saves us a lot of time. And it's very, I mean, equipment is very expensive. Then you have to manage the labor and the people. And that's not our expertise. That's not our background. And um, so we have a great uh, thing going on now. But um, eventually, we'd like that to be all under one roof, mm -hmm. right? So then you can have a custom side, yeah. state 48 custom. And, um, you know, you could print there even if it has nothing to do with State 48. So big picture, that's what we're thinking about. But that's kind of our setup now. So you said you guys specialize in marketing. Um, do you have, like, a team that does marketing? Or what's, like, kind of the setup with that? Yeah, when I say specialize, I mean, I just feel like that's – we just get it as far as, like, messaging and, 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 and making sure – responsive i personally manage all our social media i think it's important for an owner of the business to manage that because you you know everything going on mm -hmm. um you, i'm gonna spend you know those extra hours at night and responding to messages you know we 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 seriously try to make sure we 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 circle back with any comment or question or anything so that's important that's cool. to us because a lot of brands don't do that yeah i see that all the time and that's what again i've always loved customer service that's in my heart um, I think that goes a long way. If we screw up, like I think part of our marketing is just like, we're going to take care of you no matter what, like yeah. if we screw up. Hey, our bad, we'll take ownership, but I guarantee you're going to be a lifetime customer after you deal, deal with us. So uh, when I, when I say specialize in marketing, it's just like, we get it. Like we truly support everyone. And, and if you went to our social media channels, you're going to feel that, um, collaborations is a huge part of our marketing plan. Um, and that is that we'll create, you know, custom designs for organizations that want to work with us. Mm -hmm. We sell it to them at a wholesale price. Um, and now we have our branding out on with their, their demographic, right. And people are learning about us. So that's a huge part of our business. There's a lot of different things we do, um, but we do have a team now, you know, so it's, it's, uh, Chloe's been a huge help, you know, Dustin and the EIC agency, we formed a partnership there. So they're, you know, Jessica, they're performing, you know, our ads and that's a whole new beast. I mean, the first, five years we were so organic and then we realized like okay they really gotta we gotta step it up and paid advertising is huge so has that um, helped a lot oh yeah ads? i mean it's the beauty of it is like you see your returns right you're gonna invest x and you know you're gonna yeah and this is what i'm, I'm making on my return yeah. i absolutely love it i think it's important too like we're all getting hit with ads and everything we don't ever want to come across like we want to we're pushing product in your face but we also, you know, with the right messaging, it can come across the right way. It's just the right way. It's just more of like our emphasis is just having more people learn about us yeah. and really educate people on what we stand for. And that's just like selling Arizona pride. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, we do have to sell a lot of products in order to keep continue to grow and sustain our business. So that was a big uh, opportunity for us to grow is on the on the digital side. Yeah. So. Would you say at this point you get more business from digital marketing or still from like word of mouth and people just seeing your brand around? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a healthy combination of both. I mean, it's obviously the the more we're investing in the digital, you see those those returns, which is great. But man, word of mouth is such a real thing. Collaborations yeah. is is um, such a real thing. It's it's so um, we're so grateful for all the organizations that want to work with us because they're essentially helping us grow too. I right. Mean, but it's so it says a lot about our brand because there's, I mean, you're talking Pepsi, Intel, I mean, mom and wow. pop. I mean, all these different organizations want have state 48 branding on there because they know what we stand for. So I think that's um, incredible. And I think again, super grateful for them because they're helping us get in front of their demographic and, yeah. and they're learning about us and hopefully they come visit our website. So word of mouth is, and that's what creates that conversation so much too. Like, you know, you can see someone at Home Depot and they're wearing a State 48, maybe, uh, but it has a custom design with the yeah. school, right? 
you're like, Hey, how'd I get that? Or how do you get that? And then, and then you just kind of like creates conversation or, or I'm familiar with state 48, but what's, what's this design about? And, oh, that's my company, you know? So like word of mouth, a real thing, you know, retail is a real, is, 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 is awesome for us of actually people coming in and shopping. Um, so it's, it's just a healthy balance of both. I think you have to be pretty diverse and you can't put your eggs all in one basket. And that's yeah. even more proof that if we were doing that, um, before pre COVID, like we, who knows where, where we'd be. Right. So we lost retail business, we lost collaboration business, yeah. but we had, you know, online business growing. And so it's just important to make sure you're not just putting your efforts all in one place. Right. So you mentioned those collaborations a few times. That's something I wanted to talk about. I think it's a super cool yeah. thing that you guys do. How did that first get started? Like, did you reach out to someone or did someone reach out to you about yeah, that? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I was chatting about this is, uh, so our first big collaboration and, and let me even rewind a little bit. We've always loved sports, right? Our Arizona yeah. sports teams. We always wanted when we were thinking about when we were creating this brand, we're like, let's make sports designs and cool designs and mm-hmm. you know, that represents, you know, the Suns but not really use the Suns marks. Well, we we didn't wanna like do it the wrong way. We mm-hmm. never and we know how it feels. We never wanna infringe off you know, benefit off the Suns and the Diamondbacks and any organization for our own benefit without having some type of partnership. So with that being said, our first big partnership was with Bruce Arians, the former Cardinals head coach and him and is, I mean, they're like family now. They've been amazing. They have a foundation that helps neglected children in the, in the Valley. So um, how that originally worked out is a connection through Phoenix fashion week, knew Jake Arians, who's uh, president of the foundation and, and and BA's son. Uh, We pitched him um, a couple of designs, one being, the silhouette you've probably seen before of, of BA and they sense or they obviously adapted that as their foundation logo. And, you know, we just pitched it to them and like, you never know until you try. Right. Yeah. And they absolutely love the logo. And Did you know him before that at no, all? It was just through a connection. Wow. So, and then next thing you know, and that's why, you know, sports is so important to us because it, it, in my opinion, it, it, it can ignite a community so much. I mean, the Cardinals went 13 and three the first year we had the shirts. We could $5 per shirt. We're going back to the foundation. So that's how it like kind of all started of like, yes, like partnering with organizations is how we want to do it Yeah, because it's so much more powerful. Like they're promoting, we're promoting like, oh, yeah. again, sports like that. We couldn't even keep those shirts in stock. It was incredible. We raised a ton of money for the foundation but we also you know created a lot of revenue for ourselves mm-hmm. and formed this amazing relationship with with uh, bruce arians and the arians family foundation so like uh, we were all at their at their golf tournaments and again I'm going to jake's house on sat so that's just like that's what's the be- the beautiful thing about this is like all these relations business relationships all that kind of stuff like turn into friendships and yeah. all that and that's probably the most rewarding thing is just the the network now um, that we have based off, you know, just being good people and, and developing these relationships. But that's that's how it started. Then the next thing you know, the Diamondbacks took notice. We started working with the Diamondbacks and the Sun. It just kind of like was all starting to happen, yeah. right? So it was cool. And um, then, you know, outside of sports, you know, then we started working with, you know, Phoenix Children's Hospital, American Heart Association. And it was just like, this is really, really cool to see how, and I wasn't part of the business plan. So that's, I think another important thing is you always have to adapt, right? Like if, if something's working, go with it and, mm-hmm. and or put your, you know, you know, double down on it. So um, now, I mean, last year alone, we did over 200 different collaborations with different organizations and that's ranging from a nonprofit, you know, it could be a sports team. It could be a, a restaurant, like whatever you name it, right? There's <clears throat> all sorts of different organizations we've worked with, which has been incredible. So um, that's how it all started. And that's always going to hopefully be a big part of our, our business is creating that co-brand and design. Cause then we add value of like, we sell it to you at a wholesale price. A lot of them resell it and make revenue off it, yeah. whether it's for their nonprofit or for whatever, a, a kid sports team or whatever it might be. Um, or, you know, and then we're, we're promoting on our social media channels and awareness sometimes is even more important than, than the financial right, side. Right? right. So, um, so that's what that's what's cool. We're all about the relationship, and that's uh, that's that's kind of how it started, and that's kind of where it's going. That's cool. It's really cool because it, it's like a t-shirt and hat company or a clothing company that's tying the community yeah. together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. Um, do you guys do the design, or do they do, it or do you guys collaborate together? Yeah. So how how it works is we'll get like 
um, direction from the client, right? Whether it's branding guidelines, you know, vector files, all that yeah. good stuff. Um, so this is their opportunity to give us as much as information as possible. And then our designers will create something. They'll propose a couple of different ideas and then we pitch it back to them. And ultimately it's the client's decision on which one they want to yeah. move forward with. But we obviously are always going to propose ideas that we right. think will sell the best or, you know, like, well. you know, so many times, you know, the negative things you will hear is like, Oh, you just put, you know, something on your logo for everything. Well, that's honestly what most people <laughs> want. And it's like, right. you can only recreate, you know, a, a collaboration, a co-branded design, you know, so many times. So we try to make every single design unique, but, um, the cool thing is it's every, even though the designs, if you check out our social media, like might look the same, that's all new to someone else. Right. So like yeah. if it's an organization work with us for the first time, they like they like the brand and now they have their own logo on their, so yeah. so it's it's their custom you know shirt so that's been a big part of it so most of it's like business to business where we sell it to them um, they do what they wish with it but there's obviously plenty that we have on our website too I would say plenty several that usually um, you know organizations that kind of reach the masses right we have a sh- we have a partnership with Luis Gonzalez and and his and his nonprofit uh, that benefits first responders in Arizona so right. that's a shirt that's going to make sense to live up on our website so anything that lives on our website we do a $5 donation back to that charity right um, so we're working with Eno Benjamin former ASU uh, running back yeah. and now Cardinal running back and um, so we got that on our website. So we, there's certain things that make sense to be on our website and, and, it's, and most don't, you know, it's just logistics too. Now, if, if we were to put every single just be um, so design, many, I mean, right? it would be, it'd be insane. And, and a lot of it wouldn't sell through our channels, right? right. It's more of like their, hey, your community, their you're going to be, you know, you're, they're going to be the ones that are going to purchase it. So, you know, we have something coming up with special Olympics, Arizona. So, there's a lot of uh, cool stuff, you know, always, always we're working on. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. Um, I've seen on Instagram that you guys have like a headquarters. Yeah. Now, is that like a retail sort of location that people can come in and check you guys out? Or what is that exactly? Yeah, we're in North Chandler. Um, half of it's retail, half it's workspace. So okay. it's, it's, it's kind of unique and it works out well because we can create a revenue while we're, while we're working. So yeah. Stacy... Uh, is out in the front always managing managing that she's incredible treats people awesome so yeah people come in shop touch it feel and that's been more and more popular of people wanting to come in so, you know i know you know retails in some ways kind of dying yeah. and, and big malls and stuff but i think if you have you know if you could always provide a, a good experience and if you have something people want you know that, that's why we're just a commercial business plaza it's not like we're not getting foot traffic. People are coming there to shop <laughs> right. or to or to, to get something or meet or what. So like our goal is potentially open more doors similar to that where it doesn't have to pay, you know, high rents in a mall where, you know, have less foot traffic. But like we can control, we can promote how through our community to come yeah. visit yeah. us. So um, that's kind of a new or a, that's kind of a the reason why we wanted to do that mixture of uh workspace and retail mm-hmm. and even though retail is kind of dying like you said does it do you feel like it's a benefit for people to come in and actually like see it in first person oh yeah and- yeah there's so many people that you know you know they say it, someone has to see a pro you know something six or seven times yeah. before yeah. they buy it right um but there's so many people want to touch the field i don't blame them i want to be able to the cool thing is once you know like how the sizing fits because i mean especially for ladies like our our style shirt tends to run a little small um or you know for the fellas even if 
if you don't like it, you know, it's tight. Like you, you didn't even know like how it fits the first right. time. I mean, you could take your shot online, which a lot of people do, but, um, especially people that live nearby, like come in and, and, and try it on or, or you see it for the first time and, and you want to come in and try it on. At least, you know, your size for the future. So yeah, it just gives an option. Um, and, uh, it's been, it's been working out really well. That's cool. And do you guys sell in like any other sort of retail locations? Yeah. So we have a second location in downtown Phoenix at the Churchill, which is, um, 10 local businesses all in a shipping containers. Oh. So I don't know if you're, you're familiar with them or familiar with that project, but so we definitely have, um, a retail location there, a much smaller footprint. So we can't offer as many products as we yeah. normally do. Um, so those are our two locations, but we also sell to other retailers in the Valley too, that, um, essentially are, are a retailer of ours and they'll buy our products at wholesale and they resell yeah, it. So, yeah. um, all that information is on our website. That's cool. So you guys have a ton of designs. What, like, how do you know what products to put in like the retailers so that people can, so we leave that up to them. Okay. So yeah, they how what they want, what we, what we do, um, well, I believe is that if anyone wants to join like our retailer family too, like, we're also strategic about it. We don't want, you know, four locations in Chandler, you know. So if someone wants to work with us, like we're open to working with them, then we set them up at a wholesale account and then they buy directly from our website of what they would like to resell. So obviously we can give recommendations and all that kind of stuff, but um, that's totally up to the to the, the retailer. How about just creating the de designs in general? I'm sure like at first it was the three of you doing that or... No, so I, Nick Nick is our you know, partner, lead graphic designer. Then we have Andrea and Zach on the uh -huh. team. Um, so all three of them, I mean, I, I voice my opinion. And yeah. I'm, um, but they, they do a, a great job. And so that's really on the designers. But how at first, you know, how we progressed is that, you know, Nick being the designer, that was his skill set. We would still chat about it, uh, you know, every week when we met and uh -huh. um, had discussions on everyone's feelings. And so I think that was a challenge for us is because everyone was trying to create the shirt or any new design. And, but more it's now it's like, Hey, let's let them do their thing, but let's, let's give them ideas. Yeah. Right. So, um, or feedback once we see something. So it's, it's a collective effort, but yeah, it's definitely the skill set of the designers that are the ones pumping those out. Yeah. That's cool. So what's kind of like your role currently in the business? What do you do on like a day to day basis? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so my role, my title is CEO. So I'm overall in charge of the entire operation. So, I mean, it's every day is different, which I love. Uh -huh. I mean, it's a lot of social media, you know, meetings, conversations, you know, with the team out, you know, you know, prospects, you know, prospects, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, social media lately has been, been very, very important just with everything going on and be mindful of, of that. But I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of sales. It's a lot of, operation i mean we still wear a lot of different hats but like for example um you know get to the shop you know usually meet with chloe um but then there's always questions that are that come about all throughout the day of like let's do this or that but right now implementing a lot of procedures and processes and working on a, on a foundation so i always have you know probably three or four different checklists i'm working on for big ticket items yeah. uh, i have the whiteboards of like big vision stuff so uh, that that's my role is to always think of the next 10 steps. Um, and then, but there's also a lot of day to day uh -huh. operation involved. I mean, we're still, you know, a small team, so we have to wear a lot of different hats and that's, you know, even helping when customers come in or, or whatever it might be. So, um, it, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's, it's spread out. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty, it's different every day. Yeah. That's cool though. How many people do you guys have on your so we have 15, um, but I think only eight of us are full-time. Um, and I say that, it's just like when you think about even us first going full-time, it's just, it's it's cool to see where we're at today, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, eight of us full-time. So a lot of, several people are just kind of contractors, not that <clears throat> um, diminish that at all. It's just more of like videographer, like our videographer, you know, she does, our, um, our photographer does a lot where it's, you know, in there every week and, and such and photo shoots, but, you know, videographer, we don't need every single, you know, day their PR, um, that's becoming more of a, a regular, yeah. um, our attorney. So like there's, there's a lot of pieces of it that you don't need every day and it allows you to really kind of, um, manage that. But, yeah. um, 
How did you, I guess taking it back, because you, you have this big team now, how did you start like creating positions like, oh, we need a different person to do this and we need to you know hand this yeah. off to someone here? That's a good question. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of um, when you're into the business every day, you're, you, you realize, okay, what am I doing all day long that I could be delegating because yeah. someone else that's better at this can be doing, right? So, you know, Chloe, for example, coming on board full time, we met her. Um, she was a rally back with Arizona Diamondbacks. We worked with Arizona Diamondbacks. We did a photo shoot with her and her boyfriend. Um, she started helping us out at the church on the retail side, quickly realized like she's, you know, very organized, like, you know, has a degree in marketing now. So like there is some assets there. So like brought her on board and now she's been a huge, um, help personally to, to me and, and helping, you know, manage the day to day. And, and so that's when you realize like, man, what, what do I need help with? And then yeah. you kind of just go from there, right? Yeah. Like fulfillment. Uh, we added on extra help just to keep up with, with the orders. Um, it, it's just always what Stacy, you know, incredible customer service. So she's out there managing kind of the store and, and taking care of. So it's, it's really just like taking a step back and, and bringing on Alyssa who has a background in the nonprofit world is helping us get our foundation going. Um, so it's just really like realizing, okay, what are the things you're doing every day that you can, you can have help on and you can justify help on, right. That's going to maybe bring in revenue. Um, right. so offset any, any costs, but, yeah. or allow you to do bigger ticket items yeah. that can bring yeah. in more revenue. So, um, I mean, you always have your standard, you know, positions, you know, accounting, all that kind of stuff, but I think getting that squared away first and then, but just really, uh, figuring out what you need. And then taking it back even further, sorry, kind of going backwards here, but when it was just the three of you, how did you guys uh, differentiate the different roles that you guys would handle or did you kind of like do everything together? Yeah, and that's, uh, we could have done things so much better. I mean, <laughs> at the beginning, we were all freaking doing the same thing sometimes and it yeah. was just like fighting about like, you know, it, we weren't smart about like, all right, this is your skill set, you're going to do this and you're going to do this and I'm going to do this, right? We never really... Um, formalize that at the beginning which i think was uh a, something we learned from um so i think it's important that at anyone starting a business at the, right at the beginning it's like what are you good at and what am i not good at and and let's let's determine these roles right now because three equal partners starting off we were just kind of running in circles i mean we were forced to right we were yeah. wearing a lot of different hats but then sometimes stepping on each other's toes and you know, two people are working on the same thing when you could be working on something else. So <laughs> that's one thing we weren't good at at the beginning. Uh, since we definitely have um, a, a good structure in, in place and everyone kind of knows their roles. But um, that's that's a, something I would highly recommend at the beginning <laughs> of starting a business is like figure out those roles and then, and, you know, and really play off people's strengths. Uh-huh. Was that your biggest challenge starting off or was there some other sort of big hurdle that was like the, the main thing that you had to overcome? I think, I think the, the biggest challenge at the beginning is just not having enough time, right? You're working full-time jobs, yeah. especially at the beginning. And it's just like, I mean, I remember working 10 hours a day at the hotel. Sometimes I was six days a week and then I would go, you know, to the shop or wherever our office was, whether it's the home or the, or the shop um, and working until one or two in the morning. Now I'm like, I mean, now I'm in freaking in bed by nine or 10 sometimes. And I'm like, look <laughs> back and I'm like, man, how was I staying up that late? It's just I like, know. because that's just what needed to happen. You right. To like right. I'd be low key working on the business, you know, sometimes at work, but I didn't want to disrespect work that was paying me to run, you know, state. So like there's so much day to day stuff. Yeah. So that, that was the biggest challenge is like at that time, you're so reactive and you can't get ahead. Like, so you're always, you can with your work ethic, but it was just like, now it's, it was, it was so refreshing when we all went full time. Cause now it's like, I can focus on state 48, a hundred percent. right. So it was just, and that's what helped us continue to grow. Yeah. Besides like, um, like deciding who does what, what would you go back and do differently? Do you do it all over again? Um, that's a good question. I would say, so again, at the beginning, um, not only forming your operating agreement, um, but you know, having three equal partners, that is, that is very hard. I don't care if you're friends or just business partners. So I think there should always be at the beginning, we didn't have one person in charge. You know, it might've, it might've, it may have been me taking that lead, <clears throat> but there was not one 
you know, Pacific again, talking about the roles, there wasn't like, yes, we're going to, we're going to go by kind of your, your, your vision and and obviously be collective and work together at it, but someone needs to be in charge. And that's one thing that we didn't, we didn't do at the beginning. And it was just when you have example, three of us working, (laughs) Um, with three different personalities, three different styles, and three different, you know, um, maybe paths to get there, uh, yeah. you, you kind of you run in circles sometimes. So I think that was a huge thing we would have done differently is just determine those, again, those roles at the beginning um, and having one person in charge because otherwise you can debate about things all day long, but it, someone needs to be able to say with the best interest of the company of like, this is how we're going to go. Love what you're saying, love your feedback, but like someone needs to be in charge to say that. And that's what we, you know, failed to do for, for several years. So, um, again, we didn't know any better, you know, it's, it's, that's the, the probably the best learning, um, you can do is just starting a business and, and learning as you go. Uh-huh. And it's, it's really, uh, uh, I've developed so much and it shaped me into a better person and us into a I'm better sure. company, yeah. you know, just learning what not to do. Right. So, <laughs> Did you have any mentors or role models along the way to help you guys out? Yeah, I mean, personally, like I, I mean, I'm always inspired by people doing big things and uh, professionally or personally. So I think uh, surrounding yourself with, with the right circle is important. Um, you know, especially being younger and starting a business and you're still partying and do whatever, right? Like you got to be able to sacrifice a lot of that because yeah. especially if you're working full-time job and you know creating some of your 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 passion you got to sacrifice that and you got to be around people that inspire you and that can you can learn from you know you can learn from I still do all the time is like whether it's business leaders in different you know whether it's a nonprofit or a different you know world um, it's it's you can pick and pull of what someone's doing that, you know, they're successful at mm-hmm. and you can, you know, implement that in your business. So I'm a huge fan of like surrounding yourself with the right people that inspire you and, and that make you better, right. That yeah. challenge you to be like, man, I want to do what he or she's doing or, uh, more just cause like that competitive nature of like, I want to get on that level. And, um, and, and for me it's just success is like what I strive for every day. So it keeps me up at night. Nice. And I'm sure being in this business, you've uh, created a lot of relationships with people that you can surround yourself with now that are just positive uh, influences. Man, that's, man, that's been the coolest part for sure. Like sometimes I'm still like pinching myself like like Gonzo. And this isn't, isn't to drop names or anything, but Luis Gonzalez is like the nicest guy in the world and he's become a really good friend. And yeah, we've done a lot cool. of shirts together and like he's helped us so much. But like the fact that I can call him right now, he's going to answer. That's so cool. You know, Steve... That's, that's- and I mean, like when you think about it, it's like you sitting in the stands watching, you know, Diamondbacks game and especially watching him help us win a World Series. And now you're friends with him. Right. And then <laughs> yeah. like Steve. You would never imagine. Right. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's it's crazy. And it's just like and you get to realize like all these people are just normal human mm-hmm. beings, just like the rest of us. Right. But it's like you form these relationships. People get to know who you are. They yeah. know it's it's um it's more than just, again, selling T-shirts and hats for us and. You know, Steve Kime, the GM of the Cardinals, a good friend of mine, and he's helped us so much. I mean, he helped us land the Cliff Kingsbury shirt idea, and, you know, he was a big part of um, a lot of our success. So, like, I'm always grateful for everyone I come about, <clears throat> come across and get to know. And, you know, Scott Harkey, um, president of OH Partners, is is awesome guy, and I learned so much from. So, like, mm-hmm. that's why it's just so important to, like, surround yourself with people that inspire you. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you just like went for it sometimes. Took risks, just ask people to do things, and even though you didn't know them personally, but you just slowly built up those relationships. Yeah, and, and people that don't understand the whole like networking and relationship thing, like like people sometimes make it out to be so glamorous that oh, you're always out and about at these events. Like <laughs> there's a lot, of, there's a lot of work that goes into yeah. it, like socializing and yes, having a cocktail at a good pl- at a at a cool place. Like that seems cool from the outside, but like you know that's. what you don't just meet someone one time and then you became, you become best friends, right? Like, I mean, there's, you have those several interactions of like, you get to, you have to be out and about. Like if I were to see, you know, Steve, I met Steve Kime through, you know, BA event and then like, cool, shake your hand. Nice to meet you. But then like, okay, see you again. Like, Oh, what's up? You know, yeah. like you just, you have to be out and about, like mm-hmm. always connecting. And, 
And when people get to know like what you stand for and your reputation and you're just, you know, cool laid back person and you try to find a way to help, like that's kind of how it all comes together. So it's yeah. definitely, um, a lot of work and you, and you got to have the, the passion to want to network and someone's got to be on, on your team to want to be doing that. And that's, yeah. that's kind of my, my role too. So any uh, books or podcasts that you listen to that have helped you along the way? Yeah, building building a brand, uh, building a brand. I think that's what it's called. Um, I'll pull it up right now. Okay. I'm not a big book reader. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like because my mind starts thinking of like ten other <laughs> things. But building a story brand okay. um, is is one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I also love just just because branding is so you know important and it's it just kind of you learn they interview so many different business leaders and the, and and I just love hearing stories too and, and the cool thing and co- commonality of everything uh, everyone is like everyone starts from somewhere yeah everyone has a story so you can pick and pull from everything um it really kind of just like it refreshes especially if anyone's starting you know wanting to start something i think like that's a really good podcast to listen to or it's important to listen to those like storytelling because it's like it really like okay yeah like I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Like right. there's like people that lose it all. And then they, st- you know, there's, there's a, uh, it kind of just like, you know, watching the profit, um, is a, he is one of my favorite shows on MSNBC with Marcus Limonis. And he kind of, um, comes into businesses and helps, uh, you know, shark tank obviously, but I love those type of shows yeah. and I, where you can learn from, but it's real, real world. Um, and I think all those, it just kind of sh- humanizes people and, and shows that, Hey, we do all start from somewhere. We all have our challenges and a lot of them are like the same challenges everyone's facing every day. Um, and I think that kind of like just refreshes people and and gets people amped up again. Um, so what is, I guess the plan moving forward now for state 48, do you have like an end goal in mind or what's, what are you doing moving forward? hundred percent. Yeah. So our ultimate goal is to be that recognized brand of Arizona, um, long way to go, but obviously reaching more people, but how we're going to do that. And, and again, what I've referenced in this podcast is we're really trying to form a, a, um, a corporation here. And that's not just, we have our retail side of things, but we're creating a, a, um, <clears throat> foundation, excuse uh-huh. me. Uh, we're creating a travel group, which will be, we'll, we were going to be in announcing like right when COVID, you know, happened. Uh-huh. So that's going to be organizing road trips for, for our fans, you know, for, for Cardinal fans, Suns fans, all oh, that. Wow. And, and, and oh, you know, different States. Right. And, and just organizing that, that group. So that's something I'm really excited for. Um, community impact is, is big for us, you know, opening more locations throughout the Valley. Uh-huh. So just continue to spread our footprint. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it's not always going to be about just products, right? Yeah. That's a prime example of foundation travel, really creating community. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things we're always working on and I'm excited to continue to see it kind of all come together. Yeah. Is the foundation something that you're able to dive into a bit more? Like what specifically you guys are going to yeah. be doing? Yeah. I mean, we're filing for articles of, uh, corporation maybe as early as Friday, uh, we're still working through details. We have a call again today, but um, the whole premise of it is that we just want to make a bigger impact. Yeah. And we have our pillars that we're we're creating now. That's kind of whether that focuses on entrepreneurship, youth. Um, but we already do so much in our community now. But uh-huh. we want to be able to do make a bigger imp- impact on the foundation side. Whether that's you know creating you know <clears throat> fundraisers and and putting on galas and, and stuff where we can bring in revenue, which we can, again, write checks for and things that we haven't been able to do in the past, yeah. right? Because what we do now always has to be ha- bringing in revenue too to make sense. So right. this will allow us to kind of um, raise money and you know bring in people to help make a bigger difference in Arizona. Uh-huh. And that's and that's what we're all about. But yeah, we'll, we'll release all those details, but you know, a lot of it's going to be use entrepreneurship and just our community you know it's going to be vague because it's going to allow us to do um so much yeah yeah we don't want to have to say no because it's not something that we you know it's not in our in our mission statement right so yeah so yeah there'll be more information to come on that cool what's kind of been the motivating factor to give back to the community and to start a foundation yeah i mean it's just where we're from right like this is this is home and again it was kind of like that I felt like I always felt like an underdog here and there. I'm getting more relating it to sports is just like, 
why are people you know more in the past of like oh i'm gonna go move to cal like that drove me like personally insane when someone <laughs> like in high school would go i'm gonna go move to california move to new york because it was almost like a slap in the face that arizona wasn't the place to be and now it's and then again i know it's not it's just like on the on the on the extreme um is it were, were my thoughts but um it's just we're home right and it's just like there's there's no better feeling than than you know having these working with these organizations and them feeling so grateful of like touching lives or you know feeding children in the hospital make a wish arizona like those kind of things and it's all from a, a, a just a cool comfortable t-shirt right so that's that's been the most rewarding thing is just knowing that you're you're doing your part to really make our community our world a better place and not to be corny but like i think more people just need to share love and that's what we're all about so um that's uh, just been the most rewarding part of this is not only the connections relationships but making a difference cool well uh i guess before we close up here we got a, a fun little game we're gonna play with you um so how it how it's gonna work is you have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can um, there'll just be questions, you know, about you. So just rapid fire. We'll go yeah. back and forth asking. Um, so yeah, just see if you see how many you can answer within the, the 60 seconds. And we'll see how you do compared to everyone else. Um, so we'll just pull it up real quick. Uh, Ridge will start us off. Right, I'll count you down in three, two, one. Chocolate. Uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Save a life. <laughs> I mean, I don't turn. <laughs> the first thing that would come on, on my radio would be probably hip-hop. Okay. Uh, if you were stuck on an island, what would you bring? Food. Favorite quote. <laughs> uh, um, favorite quote. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have dinner with anyone in time, who would it be? Probably Marcus Lemonis. What's your spirit animal? Uh, I'm so chill. I don't. I don't know what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. I guess. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? LeBron. Oh, we'll have to talk after this. <laughs> if you could swim in any liquid, what would it be? Uh, Tito's. Oh. <laughs> Time's up. All right, that was good. Not bad. Good stuff. So you're a LeBron fan then? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, if it's, uh, he's just, he's, a, he's such an amazing athlete. Um, and he does so much for for his, his community and all that. And obviously it's just now, like, yeah, MJ was the past, but LeBron is just, man, he's a beast. And it's never someone I've like, you know, you, you have hate, like, uh, you know, kind of for like players that you know teams that play against you. Uh -huh. I've ne never not like le disliked LeBron, so it's just like he he just man, he's a beast on the on the court. So even a Lakers versus Suns, no. Well, yeah, that part definitely there. that part disturbs me. But also, <laughs> he hasn't done us wrong like MJ did us in '93. Right? So. Yeah. So still hard feelings uh, yeah. from that. Yeah, that was yeah. before our time. So yeah, yeah. watching the but just watching the the last dance kind of. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hardly remember it, but it just, man, it, it stings. I was slightly bitter about it, even though I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, before we close up, why don't you just give us some, some quick advice for, I guess, not only business owners in general, but someone that's wanting to, you know, get into the apparel industry, start, want to start a company. What would you tell someone? Yeah, I would say, like, anything you you have interest in starting like make sure it's a passion of yours make sure you're solving a problem like what's what's your niche right like what's going to separate you from the other million clothing companies yeah um i think that's extremely important um you know f maybe you know find the right partners um i think that's uh, so important whether you want to start it yourself and then hire people or if you're going to have people join as a, as a partner make sure that they're a long-term fit and they're going to work as hard as you are yeah um, I think that's, and then you see, you hear so much, thankfully, like Stefan and Nick and I, you know, are like brothers, right? They are brothers, but we're like family. So everything, <laughs> everything's good there. Yeah. But I hear so much bad, you know, stories of, of people kind of separating and, and no longer friends because of businesses right. and it gets ugly. You know, it's just like you put all your heart, sweat, your sweat, sweat and tears into a business and, um, you know, heart, 
tough conversations need to happen and um, just need people need to know how much hard work it does you know require to start a business and and know that you, you got to have a lot of patience um, it's not going to be an overnight success yeah. I mean if you can if you could figure that out kudos to you but most businesses take years to really get to a point where you, where you want it to be right so yeah. um, I think patience is so important to emphasize uh, yeah, really it just becomes you know it's what's what's your passion uh-huh. like what's um, what's going to separate you from someone else? And again, at, at that point, when we started stay for you. We were solving a problem. It was my passion to start something of my own. I've always wanted to do something of my own and I always love clothes. So it kind of just all fit, right? I loved Arizona. It's yeah. where I'm from. So like it just, hit, it just hit everything, right? If you're just going to do it, just think you're going to make, you know, a ton of money or something like if you're not into it to, um, for the right reasons, it's not going to work out. Yeah. How about you tell the, uh, the listeners where they can find you guys, social media stores? Or yeah, yeah. So at State48, and that's all spelled out. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, State48.com. All spelled out as our website. Um, excited to have a new website being developed. Um, we'll launch next month. Um, but, yeah, all our information is on our website, State48.com. Our headquarters, retail locations in, in North Chandler. That address is on our website. Um, we're open 10 to 5 throughout the week. And then, you know, on Saturday, too, church lo- Churchill location will reopen after the curfew and all this stuff. But, um, but yeah, stay48.com is your one, one, one-stop shop for everything. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey, thanks again uh, yeah. for coming on. Good luck with everything you're yeah. doing moving forward. And, Thank uh, you, guys. And we'll catch you all next week. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. it.